going to read a couple of verses, two verses, verses 16 and verses 17. Okay. Okay, John 3, 16 to 17. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Amen. I, uh, if, you're, if you're listening maybe for the first time of what I'm going to share today, I was uh, very much in that same place uh, nine years ago to the day. Nine years ago, Christmas Eve, I walked into a church, not this one, it was another one, all because I wanted to get into the, the spirit of Christmas because it's an exciting time. I didn't know the full extent of that, but I went along to a, as, as a first time in my adult life, I went to this, this church and and listened to what this man up the front had to say nine years ago, Christmas Eve, and uh, it's ironic that I'm up here now in the same position that man, man was speaking to me. So I praise God for that, because my life has never been the same. And, uh, you know, Christmas, Christmas time, it's, a, it's about a lot of things. Um, a lot of people see it in, in different areas and have a different maybe opinion, uh, there's a lot of um, giving, it's, there's a spirit of giving in Christmas, you know, there's a lot of time with family and friends, there's a lot of, you know, opening gifts that we each have given one another, and that's all nice and good, but I want to tell you today about the, the best gift, the, the best gift that humanity's ever received, the, the gift that trumps all gifts, and that is the gift of Jesus Christ that God sent down to earth. And so I want to share with you that today. And beginning in what I read earlier in those scriptures, the first thing you see is that God loves you. That's the first thing I want to say emphatically. If you've never heard that before, that God, He loves you. That, that was the measure of the gift of Jesus. That was the, the cost and the measure in which God gave His Son to humanity. It was based and it originated in God's love for humankind. So much so that He didn't want us to be stuck without any hope. Because Jesus coming to earth... He brought a lot of things and he did a lot of things. One of those things is, is hope. He brought hope to the earth. He brought the gift of hope, hope when we didn't have hope. He brought peace. He brought mercy. He brought love. He brought healing. He brought everlasting life. All these things that come, and that's not the end of it. But these things come as, as gifts, all wrapped up in what Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. There was a great sacrifice that God the Father, it says that He sent His one and only Son. There was a, there was a, a cost. There was a sacrifice. It cost God everything to send His one and only. He only had one. 
It, it was a huge sacrifice he had to pay. He could have, he's God. He's the one who created the heavens and the earth. He's the one who created you and I out of the dust of the earth. He could have sent a DVD. He could have sent a man from earth, raised him up. He could have done anything, but it took the life of his son. It took the life of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he paid for our sins. It took that life, that gift of Jesus to bring us back into relationship with God. God's not interested in religion, although that's part of a Christian's walk. He's interested in relationship. He wants to be in relationship. He, God is a loving Father. Like I said, He's a God of love. He is love. He wants to come and bring you back into relationship with Him through what Jesus has done on the cross. You see, love, love does something. Like I said, He could have done anything else, but He chose to send His Son. That was the only measure in which we could have forgiveness of our sins. And I'll get into that a bit more later, but love does something. Love is, love is a verb. God so loved the world that He gave. He gave to us His Son. Not only did He give His Son, the Bible says in Acts 4, verse 12, that we have His name. There's so much power in the name of Jesus. It says in Acts 4, verse 12, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So there's the name that God also gave us. He gave us His Son and He gave us His name. This is what Luke writes about. The name given. Why did He give us His name? It says there, Jesus. Jesus is His name. The word Jesus means the one who saves. The one who saves. It says, it says in Matthew 1.21 that Mary... She will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So in the name of Jesus, in God sending him, he brought salvation. He brought forgiveness of our sins. You might say, saved from what? Like I said, saved from our sins. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've, we've, we've all sinned, the Bible says. We've all sinned. Sin is something that we were born with. Sin is something ultimately that separates us from God. It's the thing that corrupts. It's the thing that destroys relationships. You see the chaos and the darkness some places of the world are in, and the result of that is because of sin. Sin causes us to think things and do things that we don't want to do, things that leave us feeling ashamed and guilty. These things are what separates us from a holy God. The Bible says the wages of our sin, in Romans 6.23, the, the wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. See, you and I earn wages. Most of you work or you have worked in your, before you retired maybe. We earn wages for what we do. The work we've done, we do, we get paid, we get a wage. Death 
is the wages that God gives for our sin. That's death now, spiritually death, but eternally. But I want to tell you that Jesus Christ has come. In the scripture that I read out at the beginning, it says that he brought eternal life. He came not so that we would perish, but that we would have eternal life. The hope that we have in him is not only salvation, forgiveness of our sins, but it's eternal life. It is life forevermore in him. So you can be assured that there is a place in heaven for you if you put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Because in his name, in the name of Jesus, it saves us from our sin. There is no other name implied in that text. There is no other name, it says, given under heaven among men by which we must be saved. So Buddha can't save. Muhammad can't save. Religion can't save. Being a good person can't save. Jesus Christ alone can save. He is the only one. And this is what we celebrate. And this is what we remember this time of the year. The one who came from heaven who took our place, who died the death that we deserve. This is what we remember in Christ. Everything that he's given to us, everything that he's given to us humanity. He says, you must be saved. There's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no alternative. The alternative, there is none. It's a it's perish. It's in a place without God, in a place that was reserved for Satan. That's the alternative. Luke is saying in that scripture that I read in Acts 4, we must be saved. You, you must be saved. There's no alternative. And it's through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. That's our only hope we have. And that's a glorious thing we celebrate, is the gift that God has given us in Jesus Christ that we have a way in his name. We have an, a way. We have access to God through what Christ has done on the cross. So we must be saved. This is the one who was sent from heaven, Jesus Christ. It says in Mark 10.45, it says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many, or you could say a price for many. He came to give that price, the price that he paid on the cross through his death, the price for our release. He paid that price that only he alone could pay. We couldn't pay it for ourselves. He paid the price. The price was his blood that was shed on the cross for us. That precious price that came through the Lord was a gift to us. He came as a gift. In John 3.13, it says, No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. That is the Son of Man who is in heaven. So it talks there, John talks about Jesus coming down from heaven. It's, it says that no man has, has gone up to heaven. So you and I, we can't actually make our way 
to heaven. We can't actually do anything to actually earn favor or get right with God. We can't actually make our way on our own to heaven. That's why Jesus had to come down from heaven. That's why he had to come down in God's love and meet us where we were at, where he saw humanity hopeless and broken and needy and needing a savior. He looked down and he sent his son for us, for you and I, that we could be made right with, other, with God. There's no other way. We cannot save ourselves. Jesus came to earth and he lived. He was born of a virgin Mary. He was and he still is the son of God. He lived a blameless, he lived a spotless life for you and I. And then he was crucified on that cross unjustly. You see, he went to that cross. He was put to death. He died. The Bible says he was then buried and he rose again three days later. That is the hope that we have, that he rose again and those who put their faith and trust in him will rise again. That they will receive eternal life, that they won't perish in the pit of hell where Satan is going. See, Jesus, when he was on that cross, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, that he, that's God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When Jesus was on that cross, he took the punishment for our sin. He took the death that you and I deserved. He took the judgment of sin. Remember I said that the wages of sin is death. He took upon himself all of it. See, he lived a, a spotless life. He lived morally upright. He fulfilled everything that God required of him. He lived justly and blameless before God. But when he laid on that cross, as his blood was spilled, that was the sacrifice in God that he sent for us. That was the sacrifice and the measure of his love for us that he paid. On that place, on that cross, that was the place where our sin was put upon him. He was a ransom. That price he paid when he lay there on that cross was the price for you and I, that we would be forgiven of our sin. And the Bible says if we simply will put our faith and trust in him, in all that he has done on the cross, that we will be saved. It says that he became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. That sinless and perfect and blameless life that he lived was credited to us. We were bankrupt. He took not only our sin, but he gave us his righteousness. In other words, he gave us his goodness so that we could stand before God just as Jesus did sinless and blameless before God. In God's eyes, we stand before Him not guilty. 
we stand before him as a Christian, those that put their faith and trust in him. We stand there not guilty. We stand there justified. In other words, we've been acquitted as we put our faith and we trust in what Jesus has done on that cross. We stand there forgiven, forgiven of our sin. And that's a, the beauty of the message of the cross. It's the beauty of the message of what Christ has done in sending his son for us. He fulfilled every moral requirement. The remedy for our sins was paid for in his blood. He did it. He did it all. There was no other way. And it's a free gift. This is a free gift that you can receive today. Many of you have, praise God. This is a free gift. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 9, that we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man shall boast. So this is, a, this is the free giving of God. This is the free giving of God to humanity in His love. The free giving of God that He's given us His Son by grace. Grace means the free given, giving of God. The unmerited favor of God. God has done that in giving us Christ. And when we put our faith in Him, in the finished work of the cross, what He has done, the Bible says that we are saved. This is the gift. This is the precious. This is the one and only gift that you and I can be made right with a holy God. See, God is a holy God. There, there is no sin in heaven, otherwise it wouldn't be heaven. But God requires that we be forgiven. And the Bible says if we will just repent, that means we just turn from the way that we're living. We're going north, we just turn south, we start walking towards God. We actually submit our lives to Him and we start living for Him. We change our ways, we change our thinking, we start living according to what God wants, according to His purpose, according to His will. When we do that, when we repent, and like I said, when we put our faith that Jesus died on the cross, that He took our sin upon Himself, that he died, was buried, and rose again. The Bible says that you will be saved. And that is a free, and that is a precious gift of God. And you can receive that today. You can receive that today regardless of what you've done. All your sin will be washed away. You'd be cleansed. The blood of Jesus was spilt to cleanse and to sanctify and to purify. All your sins, the Bible says, will be washed away. They will be removed as far as the east is from the west. And you will stand before God, blameless. He will see the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ over your life because you've been forgiven of the debt that you owed. The debt of sin, the debt of death. And finally... I want to just call up the worship team. But as we worship one more time, if you are someone who wants to receive, you've actually never known what it is to come into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You, maybe you've never known what it is to have your 
sins forgiven. You don't know what it is to be forgiven. I want to tell you that gift is on offer today. The Bible says now, today, today is the day of salvation. It is now. You can receive that today. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. It's simply putting your faith and trust in what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you, for what He's done for humanity. What happens in that moment is that you come into a relationship with God. You have a peace you've never experienced before. You have a joy that you've never experienced before. You're forgiven. You have a hope that's in heaven. You have a hope now in your future that it is good because you are part of God's family. That is for you. But you've actually got to, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess the Lord Jesus Christ, confess Him as Lord out of your mouth, confess Him as your Lord, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, the Bible says that you will be saved. It means you'll be forgiven. You'll receive salvation. You'll be saved from your sin. That's the name of Jesus Christ. That's the name and the person that was given to us, the one who saves. He said, I came to save my people from their sin. There was no other way. There was no other way. We couldn't work our way up to heaven. God had to come down in the person of Jesus Christ. So let me just pray for us and bow your heads if you like and I'm going to pray for each of us. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this precious gift that you've given many here today. Lord, in your mercy, in your grace, Lord, in your goodness, Lord, you've revealed your son to us, Lord, through faith. Father, I lift up every person right now, Lord, who is contemplating everything, Lord, that you've spoken through the Bible. Every word that I have spoken of, that you've said, Lord, I lift up every one of those people and I ask, Lord, by your spirit right now, you would begin to move. You would begin to stir. Lord, you would begin to touch every, every heart, every heart that is open, every heart that is longing, as Nikki said, for that place that is empty in us, Lord. You filled me with the emptiness that I had. That thing that was missing, Lord, it was you. Lord, I ask that you would fill, you would fill every void, Lord, that is for you, that place, Lord, that you've put in us, Lord, that is reserved for you and your presence and your Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that you would reveal yourself right now. You would begin to minister to each person here. We thank you. We thank you for that gift, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we have received today. Many of us received today, Lord. Many have received years ago, but Lord, we thank you for that gift. Every day, Lord, it is precious. Lord, it never loses its value. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if that is you, like I said, during this time, as we worship, you just come before God, you just confess you're a sinner. 
ask God that you want his mercy and forgiveness for your sins. Confess Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. You've got to come from a believing heart though. And if that is you in that time, I'd like to speak to you afterwards so we can um, connect with you. Amen.